This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC studios, here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the overtime. That's right. It's the overtime. We're back. We still haven't been canceled either by society or the podcast gods. We have come back for the third edition of our 400th year. I don't know how long we've been doing the overtime. Zach, I don't even know how long we've been doing the regular podcast, let alone the overtime. It's been 84 years. Stayed in active duty 84 years. 84 years old. We started podcasting before there was big networks of podcasts. I don't even, I don't even know how it's we were doing like the it. late 2000s. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like NPR was like the only like podcast type of thing. We were the NPR. If you, if you, if you listen to a podcast, you probably listen to NPR. Back in the day when this probably started. It's good for a nap, I can tell you that. Or a taxi ride. This is NPR Pledge Week. Please give. When he got into a big city taxi, it was always NPR. Those are the rules. I don't know why. I think they were told to do that. I don't I don't know. I was it all part of the brainwashing of all the citizens? All cabs would have NPR. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Cole Carmody, Ryan Gilbert, who's temporarily employed by me. <laughs> but we'll see how the podcast goes. He's causing trouble. He's a disruptive child. Who still takes taxis, by the way? You talking to me? Well, that was back in the day. That's what I'm talking about. Back, in, I know. I kind of feel bad for taxi drivers. You talking to me? I didn't see any, no, as many cool. in New York as I thought I would see. You talking to me? What do you mean? Like yellow taxis. Like I figured in movies, you always see yellow taxis down the street. I do. There, there was, was plenty. The there yeah. was plenty. I wonder, though, how much that's gotten watered down by... I'm sure there's less than there were 10 years ago. But but. can you imagine doing rideshare in Manhattan, New York? Oh, my God. Trying to get to your person and then get them somewhere. I don't know how you'd make money. You'd just be sitting in traffic the whole time. I ordered DoorDash, and they came on a bicycle, which I thought was really cool. Smart. Yeah. Is that... Well, an Uber from JFK to Midtown is like 130 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have to calculate in the amount of time we just sit around. Did you make Gilbert pay that? No, TJ. Oh, TJ pay that. It's good. It's good. (laughs) I saved some money there. I saved some money. We're sponsored by Taco Lucha, where I ate lunch and had outstanding bar service. From the other bartender. Ryan Gilbert. No. Ryan Gilbert. And the bartender named Cole, which is very confusing. Someone's going to have to change their name. He's also from Olathe, if you didn't know that. You're, you're, oh, yeah, that's right. You said that last week, that you knew kind of knew each other. Mm-hmm. Two coals. C squared. Again, I mean, maybe you should be Hammer. That could be your new name. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, here we go. Depends on who you ask. Yeah, uh, Hammer. Okay, Thimble. Um, 
Anyhow, we're sponsored by Taco Lucha and So Long Saloon, known on this podcast as Lucha and Saloon. Lucha! God, Lucha's so good. Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! Come on! You okay with it? Yeah. Are you having a battle with the microphone, Zach? He's, he's rubbing his eyes. His allergies must have kicked in. Yeah. He's allergic to fun times. It could be he's covering up his crying. Zach screwed up. And we're just going to lay it all out there that Zach screwed up and didn't put up a podcast, overtime podcast question thread. I didn't put one up, and I forgot that I locked. So I we had to go back one. to last week's. We might have to dig into... Random podcast questions from Cole or the internet. Or just ask Ryan Gilbert to make funny impersonations for like 20 minutes. How many you got? I get 20 minutes out of it. Sure. You got Trump. Anyone else famous? Do you do me? Not really. We can save it for later. I can try. It's always just you as Frank Martin. Yeah. That's the only one he does. I can do your DD intro. We'll save it for later, though. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Why don't you just start using that? Why don't you just come do the DDs and we'll have Zach put my face over? Like, can AI do that? Can AI do that? Like, have him do it, but then substitute me in? Yeah, it's called a deep fake. Deep fake. Let's do it. Yeah. You can make a deep fake. DFDD. I like it. <laughs> Get into Lucha and Saloon whenever you're in town. I love them both so much. There's nothing better than just a saloon burger. Get the fits. Because you can build your own. So I remove all the all the stuff and put grilled mushrooms and grilled onions and bacon on my saloon burger. If I say I want the fits, will they know what I'm talking Absolutely about? Absolutely not. I thought the fits would have been a resist temptation chicken. Yeah, that's what the fits is. Well, I do get that most often. That's Save that talk- topic for later, though. We got a question about oh one of the toppings. Well, and let's just get into it. Cole Carmody is going to read the question today, and he's going to do a really good job. Thank you. I'm I hope so. I'm going to encourage him, and I'm going to support him in every way. That's a first. From Americat, <laughs> what's your favorite piece of K-State memorabilia slash attire? Mm. So I guess I don't want to say slash. We might as well say and attire. Well, this whole room is filled with... Let's start with that. Can we just each pick out our own piece? Because there's a bunch of really good ones in here, but there's there's a few that I think stick out. It's the Ahern one for me. That's the photo. Yeah, because it's got the 48-star American flag. It's so wild. That is pretty cool. I didn't ever notice that. Yeah. Alaska and Hawaii, the freak states. I don't know how you don't notice it. Like, everything's just perfectly aligned. Line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I for me, it's got to be the... Nichols fire. The thing about that photo is the people in the foreground that you oh, really yeah. don't notice until just, you look at it closer. There's just a huge hundreds. crowd in front of watching it burn. So are all these images, if you like Googled Nichols fire photo, would you be able to find this on? These on are Google? from the K-State archives. Okay. So it's kind of a secret back door. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can print them out for personal use, but you can't sell them or anything. Mm-hmm. You can, you can buy prints from them, but. That one is, and I also like the one of Aggieville. There's a small print that had Aggieville. What is that? Circa 1920, 30? Yeah, the maybe? one where traffic's going backwards. Yeah, with the old, not Model Ts, but oh. you know the old cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's way up top over there. There are so many cool photos on that site. Zach, yours is we want a field house, right? 
I actually like that photo. I love I love the We Want a Fieldhouse photo, yeah. but I really do love the 48 star. So is the We Want a Fieldhouse circa uh-huh. what? 1950s? No, 40s. 40s? Yeah, they, they, that's right. Between World War II, they built started building uh, Hernan 48. I think my favorite is actually one that isn't officially K-State memorabilia. It's the photo of the Aggieville riot that I bought because the VW bug being overturned is in front of our old offices. That's why I bought it. And then you notice that you know people. Then I notice that I have four or five fraternity brothers actively involved in the vandalism. So when was this? This is 84. I guess I was not familiar with this incident. How did they not get arrested when there's photographic evidence? Well, the Riley County police were baffled by it. So I don't know. Now, I'd like to point out that there's three guys in this photo who are all multimillionaires now. So me being law-abiding for the most part when I was in college apparently was my downfall. I'm not a really big memorabilia guy. I mean, I've got like a signed Jack Hartman basketball sitting in my garage. I've got a John Weefald autograph football from, I think it's the 2003 championship in the garage. I just, I'm not into that stuff. You're more of a collector than I am. I've got all kinds of stuff from the old office still in the storage shed that we need to sort out. Oops. I've got a number of cards, like Jordy Nelson. These are all autographs. Jordy Nelson, Michael Beasley. I have a Michael Beasley and Rolando Blackman like co-autographed. Ooh, that would be cool. Like it's a dual autographed card. It graded very poorly, so I'm a little upset by that, but it was it was a cool card. What, what Did it not do well on its exams? Like reading and writing? What? It only got a seven. Wow. I, I, I am a big memorabilia person, and eventually I would love to get the newspapers from New York when after the, after the Sweet 16 game. Um, I have the King of New York and the man, whatever, something other Manhattan that he that they have for Marquise. I would love to get those signed and, and framed. Um, Should have went to Topeka today. But I did notice that. Um, so eventually I'd like to get that. Um, up on up on my wall, and that would probably be my favorite right now. But I also have a Gronkowski nameplate of when he was at K State. One of my old friends had a friend who was an equipment manager who lifted Gronkowski's last name off of the jersey when he was here, and so I have just the last name that says Gronkowski yeah, in you purple do and have white. That randomly, yeah, it's very random, but I think it's pretty cool. And so that's probably my favorite one. And I also have a. A, repurpose, a repurposed uh, K-State white helmet that sits on my little uh, nightstand. There's, we have lots of K-State memorabilia there, Ryan. We really do. Zach, you reminded me. Don't I <clears throat> still need to get that paper from you? Yeah, I still have one. Okay. Good. And if Brian Gates is listening to this podcast, I still have And I still – he texted me about it too. I have a bunch for him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. Brian's just going outside of the group chat just trying to yeah. get papers He's from hustling. everybody who's in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> those are really cool, by the way. Like, if you have not seen one of those in person, they're they're pretty cool. And I, for for newspapers kind of being a dying breed, it, I thought it was really cool that he was featured um, being from New York. I, that was why I wanted to get it. If he That's wouldn't cool. have been from New York, probably wouldn't have got it. You kind of said New York, New York, just a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna see. Good. I'm a big newspaper guy. Like, I enjoy having a newspaper and reading a newspaper, but also. Like, I recognize just the insignificance of them oh, today, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, like, it just 
it just didn't feel as cool as maybe I thought it would have been like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But like it was hard actually to buy yeah. like find newspapers in New York City. Like yeah. it's tough. Like you had to go to the train station basically and find a bodega that Literally. actually sold magazines. So uh, nobody else did. Attire books, magazines, from newspapers. A, as far as attire goes, are we a long sleeve lavender pullover? I don't own one of those, but that would be my favorite. Would you guys probably agree with me on that? I own one. I haven't worn it because I don't. <laughs> I, I really don't buy a lot of K-State apparel. We don't, like, we don't wear it. I pointed this out before. We, you don't wear fan gear or colors in a press box. It's bad form. You're there working. You're there for free. You're there because you're a journalist. So we wear company stuff or neutral stuff. I will wear a 24-7 purple polo I have when K-State plays TCU. It's the only time I wear purple in a press box. Um, so I never owned much K-State stuff. And then we started the daily deliveries. Now you... And now I literally have a drawer full of shirts between 24-7 and K-State. You know what you need to do is get on that PowerCat auction and buy the – I don't think there's any triple X's. But there's the, the problem. The double X's are like going for like 1000 bucks right now for four of the coaches' pullovers oh. for basketball. Well, I know they've got to have something larger available because Marco. So <laughs> I bet he would give you one. I Look. I like the lavender pullover a lot. I lo- First of all, I just look great in lavender. Ryan Gilbert, do you agree that the boss looks good in Is lavender? it in your color wheel? No. It's in your color wheel? <laughs> Still my favorite sports quote of all time. <laughs> Dean Wade. Hey, Dean, do you like the lavender uniforms? Not really on my color wheel. Oh, my God. It was so funny. <laughs> I about fell over. That's a guy with a mom who knows a color wheel and shared it with the kids. Um, but they don't. it doesn't fit me well. I mean, it's big enough. It just kind of clings and bad clingy spots for a fat guy. Have you tried wearing that Under Armour polo I picked up for you in Houston? Oh my God. No, not I don't even know where it's at right now. I have no idea. There's a K-State Under Armour polo? No. No, it, it was uh, I've, I think I've probably worn it here. I have I no idea golf, where it's at. But it's like lavender up top or is it purple up top or lavender on the bottom? Yeah. I don't know. It's But like the back's all purple. Mm. So I think the top's purple and then the front's like Lavender, but it was, it was like dirt a two cheap. tone. It was like thirty bucks. It was dirt cheap, and it was a double X. So he bought it for me, and then we put it on. Like it, it's at the Texas Bowl. Yeah, and so I put it on, and it's literally painted on me. It's horrible. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. It's disgusting, <laughs> but it's a really cool pullover. But It'd yeah, be fine. like you sit behind the desk, it would be fine on the DD. I think I think it would be okay. No, it would not. <laughs> I think no, it would be okay. Would I do. My favorite shirt though is a Cutter and Buck purple shirt that I have that has a cool design. The only thing I don't like about it is they, you know, put the power cat on it in a, like, off the color. It's like a poorly matched purple. It doesn't even look like the right color. <clears throat> That's the only thing I don't like about it. I wish they'd just done white or gray or something. I, I just remember when people were freaking out over the cat's script, like all that. Yeah, the, um, the loser. Attire, yeah. yeah. And then they just embraced the lavender, which is like basically from the same era. But basketball won. True, I get that. But like, again, it's just the look. You got to understand that K State fans. Nineteen eighty-eight was like hitting rock bottom, and that's the only year that script was used on a helmet. Was the worst year that mm-hmm. most of us remember. Now, some older fans remember Doug Weaver doing the same thing. So there's a matching year for them out there. But yeah, that 
It's a cool logo, though. It is cool. It is, yeah. It would look really good tattooed on Ryan Gilbert. Ryan Gilbert, the fly's still here. And if you're listening to the podcast and you listen to the questions podcast, the fly has not been in the room for three days. We did these back to back, but the fly's still tormenting us. I'm still waiting on Daphne to go after it. She's pretty laid back today. Even You remember that, right, guys? Oh, yeah. That was probably the funniest. Guys, you missed the bird being loose in the house today. (laughs) So, you know, when the weather's nice, um, I just leave the patio door cracked open so the dogs can come and go. A little finch came in the house. And it was bouncing around the living room. The dogs are chasing it. (laughs) Then it goes into the kitchen because there's like a little turn there to get in the kitchen. So it got itself into the kitchen and couldn't figure out how to get back out and it kept hitting the windows and landing on weird stuff. And finally I got it out of the kitchen. And it landed on top of a cabinet in which Becky has really valuable glass on it. Daphne jumped up on the cabinet. Yep. And nothing happened, and I was able to then, that cabinet's right by the door, so I was able to get to the far side and scare the bird, and it went right out the door, and dude chased it all the way to the fence. (laughs) Dude, you're not going to catch a bird outside, buddy. Daphne didn't see it leave, though, so a little bit later, I hear a crash. Yeah, she jumped back up on the cabinet looking for the bird and knocked some of it off. Nothing was broken. Oh, my God. Daphne was almost short for this world. Do you have a ring camera set up in your kitchen? No. Darn it. I would love to see this. Sounds like a scene out of Christmas Vacation. Oh, the dogs. I think people that set up cameras in their house are weird. Weird. I would absolutely never do that. No. What if you had a little kid? That's different. No. What? Why? I, I, maybe if you had a kid with a babysitter or something, yeah, yeah but... All these people like, look at this weird thing that happened, and you caught it on my camera inside my house. I'm like, okay, what? first yeah. of all, I don't, I don't believe then it was. Why are you filming yourself? What about what about a baby who's asleep? Like, well, that's fine. I think yeah. a baby monitor is different than a okay. like living room camera. Yeah, yeah I mean, I just saw a bunch of you know on TikTok, this guy's doors were opening. I'm like, okay, this is so staged. Yeah, this is not real. Strange. Next question comes from Chris six six two zero four. When was the last time you were hit in the nuts? Was it an accident, and did you deserve it? Oh, great Odin's Raven. Wow, that just went to the, <laughs> this whole podcast just went to a whole new level. I don't remember my nuts, but I had a close call in New York City at Madison Square Garden. Wow. What? Gilbert? Was it Gilbert? Yes. No, it was. Uh, yes, it was. Where did the bad man touch you? Up in the upper deck, like in the little media area, there was this big glass ledge. It was like a barrier. But, like, the corner was unprotected. So I Ugh. got up. I mean, it's like a 90-degree angle, inch-thick glass, and, like, it's sharp. Like, it doesn't feel good. And I got up to run to the elevator because I saw it was up so I could get down to the locker room after the uh, Florida Atlantic game. And I missed the corner, and I stabbed myself in the stomach. That went slightly better than the worst it could have possibly gone, so... And it hurt, and, like, I didn't think anything of it. And the next day... So it it got you in the upper deck, too. Yeah, got me. (laughs) And then uh, we were... I think we were at JFK the next day about to fly home. 
I was like, wow, this really hurts. Or no, it was, it was, we got to O'Hare and I was like, this really hurts. So I look at my stomach and it's just black, bruised. So I was bruised for about a week. I can confirm. I did see it mm-hmm. at the Chili's at O'Hare. Yeah, he's just showing off his bruise at a Chili's. Yeah. A Chili's too. It wasn't a full Chili's. Oh my God. The last time I was hit in the man parts would have been this fall. Uh, for those of you that are not aware, uh, I do play club baseball at K-State, and so I was catching. So you don't have bats? You have clubs? How's that work? Oh, it's just a strange game. Oh, I'll be damned. Um, a ball came and hit me right there, and it was the most painful thing. I was wearing a cup, but it hurt very badly, and I threw my glove on the ground and said a naughty word. And so, no, I did not deserve it, and yes, it was an accident, Chris. I, I'm, and that's not the first time that's happened. The worst time it's ever happened was in high school, and I was warming up this kid. He played baseball at Eastern Illinois, and he was a pitcher. He probably threw around 90 or 91. So he's a Tony Romo of baseball? Yes, he okay. was. I'm catching him in the bullpen. I'm kind of paying attention, kind of not. He decides to throw while I'm not looking, Okay. and the ball came and hit me right there. I was supposed to start at first base that game. I didn't play. I had to have ice on it the whole day, and it was the worst pain I've ever felt. Yeah. I don't even remember the last time I took a full shot. I mean, I, I think the last time I, I got, you know, tapped by one of my softball guys and they learned, don't ever do that to me again. Don't, don't do that. It's so bad because it's just, you just want to throw up. Like, I want to go number two. Really? Yeah. That's really? how my body that, works. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard that. Hmm. I thought that was normal. Uh-uh. Huh. You know, you're just wired different. It just, it's the worst feeling was seeing it happen especially in a baseball game to somebody you know because i mean you'll just be watching a baseball game and then they'll show it in slow motion like a catcher taking one in the junk and and you're like oh my god and then he's just sitting there on the trainer comes out and everybody's laughing around him like there's like nothing you can do like Uh, sorry yeah I, i think i've told this story before youth baseball team we were playing was just killing us and they just started messing around and moving players around and they put the third string catcher in, and he wasn't wearing a cup, and he took it, took a foul ball, Oof. and ended up in an ambulance. It was Oof. that bad. They went inside. They were inside. Like a frightened turtle. <sighs> yeah. The first year I umpired, I did not wear a cup, and then I had uh, some laces on my thigh. Uh, close enough to make you close realize. enough to where I was like, you know what. It doesn't even have to be a bad foul ball. Right. right. Like, these are kids. Like, it's not – and, like, it was, you know, you clip a pitch and it just barely deflects it and it hits you in the thigh and you have laces for the next week on mm-hmm. your skin. You're just like, all right, we can we can afford the cup. Mm-hmm. I really thought – part of my treatment is I'm on hormone suppressants, so they turn my testosterone off. I thought they would be less sensitive without testosterone, but no, they're still – they're not as impressive, but no, they were so impressive. Could sell advertising space on that thing. Anyhow, um, uh, not that thing. The other thing, the, the bag thing, that thing. Um, Jeez. Zach <laughs> just covered up his face and left. So I didn't get any benefit out of that, although I'm, I could compete in women's sports now. I like your shirt, Zach. Thank you. What, what is it? Uh, Patagonia. Patagonia, Pittsburgh. Well, good for you. I wonder why. That question was nuts. (laughs) (laughs) The humans will be right back. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The ads are done. Speak humans. Next question comes from Chris66204. Name the restaurant or menu that you were excited to eat at that turned out to be incredibly disappointing. Bombshells. What a burger. Ooh, that's actually a hot take. Let's have a in and out. Uh, let's let's have a discussion about what a burger. I don't think it's as good because it's in Kansas City. No, no, no. I haven't been to one in Kansas City. I think since it was sold to a corporate thing, I don't think it's as good. I blindfolded me and I tasted McDonald's and I tasted Whataburger. I oh, no. don't think I can tell you difference. Oh no, Whataburger has a unique taste to it. Mm-hmm. It really does, but I don't yeah. think it's as consistent as it was before. I've had some bad Whataburger, mm-hmm. and maybe you did. The honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich tastes the same as it did 13 years ago whenever I tried it first. Oh. Tastes the same. It's the but same. What do you like about it? It's delicious. It is a 5 out of 10. Yeah. That's so average. <sighs> Everything on the menu. I actually think that. the burgers are better than the chicken strip sandwich. And I'm a big – so I, I've had this thing for a long time where it was I will not eat fast food hamburgers. Like for my whole life, whatever for whatever reason, I just always ordered chicken. And I'm like I don't really know why, but I've always lived the, under the mantra. It's a lot harder to screw up. A piece of breaded chicken than it is a burger, which is actually probably reverse. Like right. I would imagine, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably harder. It's probably easier to screw up chicken. But for whatever reason, I just always get chicken. And so when I tried Whataburger, like their hamburger, I'm like, dang, like I actually kind of like this. So um, I, I don't mind Whataburger, but I will not go there whenever I'm in the South or like like in Texas or Arkansas or wherever these Whataburgers are, because whenever I go back home to Kansas city, I can just go there and get it. Like, so to me, it kind of has lost its aura about why should I go to Whataburger when I can just go to Kansas city and get it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I agree. So that's kind of where I'm at with Whataburger. What was the question? Okay. Name the restaurant or menu you were excited to eat that turned out to be disappointing. Uh, like that's actually my answer I mean, is Whataburger. No, no, I, I know, it. I know it's, you didn't like it. But it's definitely In and Out though. The burger's small. See, I really like In and Out. The fries are good. I'll give In and Out credit for the fries because the fresh cut. But the burgers, it's what people say about Whataburger. It's a burger. Uh, how it's can very I? Very small. How about the Kentucky Fried Chicken chicken sandwich? I was really excited for that after Popeyes. Popeyes lived I'm, up to the hype. I'm disappointed that you were excited for KFC. Well, I just wanted to compare it to Popeyes. Like all these chicken restaurants, you would think that one restaurant would try and up one another. I was excited to try the KFC sandwich. I tried it, and then I realized I will never go back to the Manhattan KFC because it was absolutely disgusting. Well, first of all, that's not I well, did get the, well the last KFC. The yeah. last KFC thing i think i ever ordered was that cheetos chicken sandwich where they put the cheetos on it and the cheetos sauce yeah oh actually you know what my answer is i'm changing my answer it's the doritos locos taco yeah i don't i was excited to try that and i it's like like the nacho cheese one yeah like the original i'm sad they got rid of the cool ranch one so i'm a cool ranch guy you are that'd be a good nickname for you cool ranch guy what's up cool ranch 
Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for many years, we openly politicked to get a Popeyes in this town. We got a Popeyes in this town. And it is the worst Popeyes I've ever been to in my life. Mm-hmm. It's run like they're serving prison food. <laughs> One time I went up to the Popeyes and they said, due to staffing shortages, the, lo- the lobby's not open. This is after COVID, when everyone else was open, they couldn't find enough people. So please go to the drive through I pull up to the drive-thru. A sign says, <laughs> go to the window. It doesn't work. Go to the window. Order at the window. So it's chicken. So you order at the window, and then that car sits there and waits for their order. Then you next car pulls up and sits there and waits for their order. It, I'm like, what are you doing? And plus, I've always liked Popeye's spicy chicken. Mm-hmm. And the one in Manhattan was like putting so much spice on it. It was obnoxious. It's like they weren't following the the recipe. I don't know. That's been the biggest disappointment. Is I want I, I wanted Popeye, so I love fried chicken. The chickens here have wonderful lives before we harvest them, so you can eat them. I love fried chicken. <laughs> chicken, I love chicken. I love fried chicken. Zach, do you get that? Yes. Okay. What's that from? I don't Some <laughs> random kid that's being interviewed on the news about why he's is he hanging out at is it a Chick Fil A? I don't know. I think it was one of those like <laughs> like first one hundred people get free Chick Fil A for a year type things. It's, like, it's chicken. It's fried chicken. <laughs> Just this little kid. Yeah, that's funny. Well, uh, I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches because the food tastes great. I mean, there's no, there's no. I mean, it's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. So Ryan says Whataburger. Fitz says Popeyes. Zach, you say In and Out. In and Out. Okay. And I said Doritos Locos Tacos. Fair enough. Next question comes from our good old friend Chris six six two zero four. Once again, this is a great question. Zip code Chris. What is a movie that is generally considered bad that you absolutely love? Mm. Spring Breakers. I don't know, guys. Give me Spring Breakers every time. The Replacements. Never watched it. Fits? Probably for good reason. No. No, I thought it was okay. Not great. I don't know. How about Major League Two? That's a movie that I do like that people do not like. Uh, Gills, you're not a big movie guy, so you're out on this. Bad Grandpa was the only one that That's fair. came to my mind because it's not a traditional movie, but that is right up my alley. There's a lot of people don't like that movie. I know there's an answer to this. I know there's a movie that everyone raved about I thought was horse crap. See, I'm kind of like the other way around. Like, there's some movies that everybody loves, but I don't really like at all. Like, I don't think A Christmas Story is very good. Like, if I'm going to watch a Christmas movie, I'm not going to watch A Christmas Story. I'd rather watch Christmas Vacation. See, I think why that hits so well is it. it does. it's before my time, but we can recall how... You wanted gifts that were so simple, like a Red Rider, mm-hmm. you know, BB gun. So I think that's why. I think it's pretty. It's one of those movies that is so bad it's good. That makes sense. Another answer to this question for me is Fast and Furious. I absolutely love those movies. I'll, I've watched every single one of them. A lot of people hate them, but I love them. They're entertaining. They just they're stupid, 
which makes them fun. And so that's why I like the Fast and Furious movies, especially the early ones. Like Too Fast, Too Furious, probably one of my favorite movies. Really? When he's driving and then he clicks the ejecto cedo cuz and he goes flying out the mm. flying out the door. Okay, we can go anywhere with this question. Let's let's have a question that Brian Gilbert can answer. Well, he he teased it earlier in the podcast. There we go. This is from O two underscore cat. What is the appropriate condiment to put on a fried egg sandwich? I feel obliged to clarify that cheese is not a condiment. So he says you cannot have a cheese and egg sandwich. So just who out there says cheese is even a condiment in the first place? I've never heard that. So it's just a a, two slices of bread with a fried egg. First of all, that's a bad move. Just have the damn bacon. Egg. How about bacon? Yeah, I mean we do ham and fried eggs sandwiches. It, meat and cheese is not a condiment, right? Mayo is, is the only, is the only answer to this. Mayo. Ugh. I don't think. Well, you don't like any condiments. You don't even wear. Con- how about Never mind. Eat- <laughs> how about you just eat something else? I w- yeah, that's the thing. I wouldn't eat a fried egg sandwich, <laughs> so I don't know what would go on it. I don't know yeah. what would go on it. I, we just got wild. We get wild in this house and a little nutty. We did a little experimenting. Becky and I did. You know what I mean? A little experimenting. And I had a uh, – she had a ham and egg sandwich, and I had a roast beef and egg sandwich. That sounds disgusting. It wasn't as good as the ham. Why does ham and egg go to be, go better together than like turkey or roast beef or something? It doesn't make sense. Doctor Seuss said so. Probably a lot of truth to that. So you tried having roast beef and egg. That just sounds like psychotic, Fitz. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like you well should be institutionalized. That it sounds like you had an explosion on the toilet. Is what it sounds. No, like. it died. None of that happened. I should be institutionalized. I'm totally separate from this. It was just uh, just a sandwich option. We bought. I bought some cheddar and I bought some roast beef for for beef and cheddar sandwiches, which I enjoy. We got crazy. We, I'm telling you what. When you've been married 33 years, you'll try anything. Is this? You is, literally woke up one morning and you were like, what if Arby's served breakfast? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Dude. Becky, we have the meats. Let's, let's get in the kitchen. Roast and she, and she beef yells and back egg? from the kitchen, you sure don't. So, I don't know. I can only imagine what. Oh my god! That just—it was fine. It did. It wasn't. It didn't hit on a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, you, well, what about steak and eggs? What about steak and egg sandwich? That'd be good. That'd be okay. See, I don't like egg. Actually, that's my thing. I don't really think that eggs are. I don't like. I don't like eggs on a burger. Like that's why I get the resist temptation with chicken. Which I've never had chicken with an egg before, which was kind of weird. It's very confusing for the chicken and the egg. Yeah, but it was good. It's hard to figure out what to eat first. <laughs> what is all in the resist? Uh, bacon, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And then, egg. yeah, the and meat chicken. of your selection or portobello mushroom. Does anyone really order the portobello? Nah. I don't know. You don't work over there. They thought about having you work over there, and then they thought no. they're thinking about it again. But that guy named Mark is in charge of it, and I don't know if he has the, you know. Okay. Mark needs to get us the security camera footage from Saturday. Mark, we need to see what you know what we want. Yes, we do need to get the security footage of the apartment too. Yeah, you guys should have had us uh, a camera yeah, set up in here. We have uh, something in our living room. Uh, I'm tracking now. <laughs> I don't know. 
footage probably blows. <laughs> hey, next, next question. Jesus. From Jay Bull and PSU. What's the most unpopular opinion each of you has? So I'm assuming this can't be politics. This can't be sports. But, uh, yeah, exactly. We no, I don't know what I else I talk about. With this thing. Uh, I'll go first. No. Jim Nance is Overrated. a very bad commentator. Mm. He's very bad at his job, and it makes no sense why he's the the number one lead guy for CBS. Did, did, do you guys disagree or you agree? I see where you're coming from. I think he's – I think he just became a voice mm-hmm. of two giant sporting events, the NCAA tournament and uh, the Masters. It always has bothered me when he does the pregame introductions of the players. Why is the play-by-play guy doing the PA too? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I've never – like that, I, f- I feel like the PA guy's like, screw you. This is my job. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious what Ian Eagle will do next year. Will Will Ian be like, I no. want to do that, or is he like, no? I don't think Ian Eagle cares about being in the spotlight like no. Jim Nance does. I definitely get that vibe from Jim Nance, though. I I, I think he's good on football with Tony Romo. I, I actually, uh, do. I really see. Do. People say he's good at golf. I don't watch golf, so I can't really speak on it. But football, he's awful. Like with golf. Ugh. He doesn't have to call every shot. And like it's a team of people. You know, they just kind of – he kind of kicks it around to – he's more of like the Reese Davis on college game day than he is like the lead play. I mean he is the lead play-by-play, but like there's other guys commentating golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just, I, it's like a – like royalty, like government. Like you're placed into this position of power and you're there for 20 years when you shouldn't be. Like that's Jim Nance. He got when did through two thousand maybe is when he started as the lead guy, and that's kind of how they do it in that industry. You just get placed there as the lead guy for a while, and I don't think he ever should have been there in the first place. Hmm. So, and maybe I'm weird because I studied journalism at K State, broadcast journalism, all that stuff. I did play by play. I, in my opinion, have the right and wrong way to do things, and I think he does a lot of things the wrong way. Another unpopular opinion of mine is teachers should get paid more. Let's, I think most of us agree with that. We just got to figure out how to do it. Yeah. I don't know if that's... That's political. not an unpopular opinion. There is a lot of people that disagree with that. That is a very... The it, counterpoint, I'm no, not saying... No, they don't disagree with them getting raises. They disagree with raising the taxes to do that. Sure. The counterpoint is teachers only work like nine months out of the year, though. And I'm not saying I agree or disagree with that, but that's the other side of the yeah. argument. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I agree. A lot of teachers base their salaries off of a 12-year or like a 12-month. Mm-hmm. But they can do something else for three months. They can go. You can be a bartender at Taco Lucha for three months and work with me. You can go paint houses or Shouldn't they do whatever. something they'd enjoy? Okay. They can work with a coal bartender. He's a badass. Coal bartender. There you go. That's a good way of um, distinction. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm trying to think of something that. Can I get back on my teacher's yeah, yeah, yeah. pedestal? Also, I know that I'm sure there's educators that listen to this, but like another thing that I think should happen is school should start later. Um, I, I just don't think that kids are engaged at 7.50 in the morning for first no, hour classes. Later in the day. Later in the day. I would agree with that. And what's the difference between getting out of school at 3.30 and 4 o'clock? There's really not that big of a difference, but there's a huge difference between starting school at – Seven thirty and eight o'clock, or even eight and eight thirty. I know some places start school at eight thirty. A certain district that I'll be going to next year does, and I 
am grateful for that because I think it keeps kids engaged. But I even I wouldn't be opposed to starting at nine o'clock and getting done at four o'clock. Like there's sounds no like somebody reason. wants to sleep in a little bit. That's well, yeah. Like my stepdad. <laughs> well, the kids do. Yeah, my stepdad's and the district, teacher, Mr. Carmody. Sure, sure. But it help. It makes my job easier too, right? I mean, sure. My stepdad's district starts at seven twenty a.m. That's not good. That's nuts. I don't understand that. Like, I just don't get the logic. And now, granted, that is a district that's trying to go to a four-day school week. Hmm. I don't know how that is going to pan out, but. I don't get that at all. How would parents want that? What do do you do with your children on that last day? That's the question. And how do you get kids to extracurricular activities who don't drive? Right. There's a lot of questions. Convince the workplace to let parents work. Four-day weeks, too? Which is an unpopular opinion, but our society should have four-day work I think weeks. that's an unpopular opinion either. Or no, just, I, I would agree with that. I, 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 one of the great things come out of COVID is, you know, for so many years, employers try to say, well, if we let employees work from home, they won't be productive. And, and here's what employers don't realize if you have a nine to five work environment, I mean, none of us do that. You're going to be a teacher. You work for me and you you work as a bartender. I mean, you have structured, this is what we do and why we do it. But to go to a job nine to five, nine to five, do you realize how much time employers are losing from employees? Well, let's just say this. I, we had a question about the best time to put up something on the website from someone on our staff. And I said, well, not Sunday. We need to – really, why is a week more busy? Because people are at work. <laughs> yeah. They're, Just counterintuitive. If it's, if it's not a Sunday after a football game – Right. There's no traffic. Yeah, don't – There's a little yeah. bit of traffic. but Sunday's not. fine, but it's just like if it's the summertime, Sunday's not a great day. Let it be Monday. And the really shocking thing is people have gone home to work. The boss perceives them as being more productive from this. And yet the reality is they're working a lot less because they're no longer hanging out the cooler with Wanda and talking about their weekend. They're no longer talking about their golf game with Joe um, in the break room or at their desk. They're at home and they can do things that they really want to do. So get their work done and go do that. I mean, we're a perfect example of that. We all just kind of work from our own space now. We don't have an office. I thought an office was like, for me and what we do, an office represented like a locker room. Mm-hmm. Like you all kind of hang out. And But I've been proven wrong on that. We do just fine like this. But you guys do come over a lot. I mean, we're in my basement right now. I don't know. I don't think I have an unpopular opinion on something everyone else loves that I hate. Or Gilbert? Well, everyone hates you. <laughs> That's my unpopular opinion. I actually love you, and everyone else just despises you. Thank you. Who is going out there? I don't know how would the it's radar not, show. It's not really going. It's just kind of uh, grumbling. The, ra- the radar shows nothing, does it? Or something? Yeah, below? It wasn't showing yeah, it's anything. Crazy. I don't know. That wasn't our last question, was it? Mm-hmm. It was. Oh. I'm trying to come up with my un- unpopular opinion. I really don't. No. Hmm. Zach is angry plenty. at a lot of things. I so. have plenty, but like on the spot, like I just don't. Another unpopular opinion that I have is Kansas is actually a really nice state. There's a lot of people that live in Kansas that want to leave Kansas. That fly likes your Thank face. You. But like the Kansas City area, Kansas in general, it has four seasons sometimes. 
in general, typically. Well, in a day. Yeah. <laughs> but there's everything you could possibly want to raise a family in Kansas. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why K-State is going to have successful recruiting. And I also think that's why people are so much happier in Kansas because there is everything you need right here. So that is an unpopular opinion. There's a lot of people that live here, including my mother, who wants to move to Texas for some I have no idea reason. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think she's kind of just like she's over like everything. She's like, oh, I want to go somewhere different. I'm like, why? This is this is the best place you could possibly want to be. I get you know, mine's, with her. Yeah. mine's probably you should wear a polo shirt. And tuck it in on the golf course. Oh God! But you should Zach, be tucking. Your unpopular opinion is your shower. You should your shower towel thing. Yeah, that was last week. Is the shower thing? I that guess. is an unpopular weird. opinion for golf, Zach. I think you should. I think that you should tuck be tucking your shirt in. If you're not wearing a shirt that is not designed to be tucked in, so like a sweater or a jacket, cape. untuck it. Cape. You or or a shirt that is tailored to not what? be tucked in. Untuck it. No. Not not an untuck it. It's designed to be worn untucked. But like exactly something to wear said. like the belt, like your belt, uh, a shirt where your belt is visible, you know, where you literally can't tuck mm -hmm. it in. Okay, that's what's fine. my dress code for bartending in Aggieville? I want to know. I mean, so you I should be wearing non-slip shoes. You don't do that. You just wear your old. Did you get new Nikes? I noticed this. Did you get the same pair of shoes or did you like clean them? Because they looked cleaner yesterday. I, uh, I washed the them. Okay. So they look. They did look like. Are you talking about these Cleaner. ones? Yeah. Yeah. No, I washed both my okay. work shoes and these ones. Okay. They're both they're both Nike. They're Are they both the same similar. shoes? They're a little different, but okay. they're kind of the same basic. Like they Nike look ones. like, yeah. They look cleaner. Gone Free run. This has just gone to hell. Yeah, you should have. So what am, I, what am I supposed to wear? Some black, just ugly, non-slip shoes. If you're still listening to this, I hope you're having a great weekend. Yes. But yeah, tuck your shirt in on the golf course. Hmm. Oh, okay. We'll tuck your shirt in while doing the podcast. That's our new rule. More important than golfing. I disagree with you on that. I think public courses should be open to the masses, even the slobs. Private, I get it. I got summoned for jury duty. I was looking at the here in Manhattan or in Kansas, Kansas City, City but <clears throat> it it gave me like a dress code, like attire. I'm like, you're forcing me to come here. Why are you telling me what to wear? I agree with that, but you can't wear something, you know, like. He did it. Speaking of jury duty, <laughs> before we finish this podcast, go check out that show. I want to watch it. So I watched Zach the first two episodes. Yeah, sure it was absolutely about. incredible. It's on Amazon. This everyone's an actor. James Marsden's in it. He's on this jury, but it's a fake courtroom. Everything's an actor except one guy on the jury who thinks it's real, and it's hilarious. Or who's told it's real. So he's like everything is meant to be a ruse to him. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. And I guess, like, he started figuring it out. So does like, this at take some place point. in a real courtroom? Mm -hmm. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they've they got... have to if he's showing up to a set. Yeah. I'm sure they... Yeah, I'm sure that... There's, like, hidden somewhat. cameras and stuff. Yeah. See, I'd be, like... Hidden cameras. That, wow, look at that. Crazy See, idea. I feel like you wouldn't be able to get me because, like, if they're filming it and I'm a part of it, like, I'd be like, all right, I want to look up who this judge is and who these prosecutors are. And, like, well, if you, they're not... You, you can't up, have your phone. You go like this is over like three weeks. This is a multi-day thing, so that's <clears throat> well, that's yeah. interesting. I'm I want to watch that. Yeah, like I haven't ever told you this, but this is all part of a reality show. Yeah. Go Power Cat. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I've been pulling this off for since 1998. There's no actual product. It's just a reality show that you guys have been in. Wow. 
And unfortunately, this podcast is reality too, because it sucked. But we still love you. I'll try to add some stuff. I found the kid that says fried chicken. Yes. I've already got it. It's out. It's already there. I like fried chicken. We'll talk to you soon. We're done. Thank you for listening to the Power Cat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Powercat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Thank you.